Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast. Sponsored by CGC Cards, card grading all in one place. CGC Cards is devoted to expert grading of collectible cards, including TCGs, sports cards, and non sports cards. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. And by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on SportsCollectorsDaily.com. And sponsored by GemRate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit GemRate.com. It's free. And now, here's our host, Drew Pelto. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the TTM Cast Podcast, your sports collectibles podcast. Place where we talk everything, TTMs, cards, autographs, collecting, anything sports collectibles we probably are going to cover at some point. We've got it all here. This is season six, episode number six. We're coming to you on February 17th, and you're listening to a nationally ranked sports collectibles podcast. I am Drew Pelto coming to you from a very chilly North Texas right now. It's about 45 degrees here, which I'm... Sure is a heat wave compared to a lot of the rest of the country right now, but uh, we've got Troy Runner joining us from up in Iowa. Troy, how's it going? It is going great. We had a, a little bit of a light snow, but I see mid-60s on the forecast for next week or the week after, so I'm, I'm just kind of waiting for that right now. Nice. It's always uh, always good to get up a little warmer there. we got about the same thing heading our way before I make my way over to Arizona there for about a week or so. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got a... Uh, of course, uh, typical sports news to start the show off. Kansas City winning in overtime, but wow! I know uh, uh, Brock Purdy's your guy there, and he had a pretty solid showing across that game. Yeah, he did. You know, it was nothing, uh, nothing super spectacular, but he he got the job done uh, up until that, you know, <laughs> the final minutes there. But uh, really proud of him. You know, he represents uh, Cyclone Nation really well on the on the national stage there. Absolutely. A little surprising, uh, Steve Wilkes, the San Francisco defensive coordinator, fired days after the Super Bowl. I don't get this. You hold Patrick Mahomes to 19 points and then fire your defensive coordinator? I just, I don't get this. Yeah, that one that one came as a little bit of a surprise. You know, it's yeah. it's just a matter of, you know, was there something brewing under the surface? You know, we, we don't know. And I don't think we're going to find out, <laughs> to be honest with you. But that one did come as a as a big surprise. Yeah. Well, I've got my cards packed for spring training, pulled about 4,000 cards total. Wow. I'll be lucky if I get 5% of those done, but they're all set and ready to go. I've, I'm just keeping an eye out to see if any, you know, last minute signings happen here this week, but uh, got those packed up. I tried to grab a 2024 top series one blaster yesterday. I hit up two Walmarts and a target and nobody had them at all. I was seeing stuff like they had 23 update there. And one of the Walmarts had a bunch of older blasters marked down to like 15 bucks or so, but nothing new there, which was a bit of a surprise. I haven't been able to find anything like that. Have you gone looking for any uh, 2024 tops yet? I went looking online and chose the pick up locally option. And every, like you said, everything was not available yet. It was all, you know, we could have it shipped to you by Monday type of a thing. So uh, if, if you go exactly by <laughs> what's available online, I checked majority of stores in about i don't know a 30 35 mile radius and they were all uh not available so i don't know if they're they're waiting to get those rolled out nationally or what i'm gonna try hitting my local card shop a little later today and see if they have even just a few packs or something like that is better than nothing because 
I have this goal where if you've ever seen on my website, right across the top there, I have a banner of one signed card from every Topps base set from 1951 up to the present. So I need to get my 2024 one signed. So I figure, all right, I'll take, you know, bust a few packs, blaster, whatever, take whatever I can to spring training and see if I can get at least one done there to keep the streak going. But I, I, I'm hoping to get that by uh, Tuesday or so because I'm running out of time here to be able to do that. Right. I Especially with you going there, I... I was going to buy some of the 2023 box sets that are uh, available on Amazon for like $39. I think I mentioned that uh, last time I was on, but I, I didn't do that either. So I'm far behind spring training. I like to, uh, I, I have kind of a system where I, I do a bulk and I sort them. I get one of those shoe sorters that you put on the back of your, your thing that has about 12 shelves. And I, if there's one's the same team, I kind of, put them in the next one down. So that way I'm not flooding a team all at the same time, but I have zero, zero spring training prep. So you're way ahead of me in that regard. Yeah. Well, the, the one Frank Tanana project that I mentioned uh, last week on the show, I have made my first trade for it. I found somebody Ooh. who wanted that 93 tops, Frank Tanana. He has an O2 tops, Larry Boa for me. Okay. So I've got that coming in and I've got a friend who collects the O2 tops set. It's like, okay, that's an easy flip right there. I've already messaged him. He said, yeah, I need that one. So I'll get a trade going with him. And then once that happens, see what else I can go. But it's finally underway here after only about a week or so. So I'm uh, pretty excited to finally get that going. Rolling, rolling. It's going to keep on rolling. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Troy, how's your week looking? I saw you got some uh, cool stuff here. Yeah, last year I did a very late uh, fan pack request to all Major League Baseball teams. It was really late in the season. It was about September, so... I wasn't expecting too much, uh, and some of them actually got lost in the mail. Jeez. I, I saw them on informed delivery, and then they don't show up, and I go down there, and they're like, well, we don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But I got, I got a uh, Washington Nationals fan pack in, and to be honest, it was, a little, it was a little disappointing. It was just a bunch of cards of their different mascots, and that was about it. Not No schedule for this year or, or anything, but, you know, hey, Something came back, so I have to give them that. And I'll also be talking about a kind of a fun return that I I spoiled to you when we get to the return segment a little bit later. All right, sounds good. Well, hey, we got a lot ahead there uh, here on this week's show. Les Wolf joining us for the more from Les Singer. We're going to be talking some spring training. He's got a few TTMs and just talking a little bit about the upcoming baseball season there. So stick around for that. And, of course, We have all of our regular segments right before we have more from less. It'll be Baker's dozen covering all the news in the world of sports collectibles from the previous week. After we have more from less, it'll be making the grade covering everything in grading. Got stamp approval. Troy and I give our two thumbs up to something from the previous week. You never know what it's going to be. We can, we go with all kinds of stuff. Sometimes collectibles related. Sometimes it's not. It's all over the map. We've got the Vern Rap Minute covering deaths in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics. Anybody you might TTM, if they've passed on, we'll try to keep you on top of things there. And the main reason why we all are here, it is our TTM returns. If you have any questions, any comments, anything that you want us to bring up on the show, let us know. Just send us an email. Troy, what is that email address? Uh, The best address is ttmcast at yahoo.com. There you go. If you want to hit me directly, it's dfwgrapher at gmail.com. I think that's about a good intro right there. Let's move on in to Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. 
Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Baker's Dozen is a news summary of all the uh, news and events from the previous weekend and some upcoming stuff here in the world of sports collectibles. I want to remind you, we are sponsored by Collects.app, C-O-L-L-X dot app. Download their app either from their website or in your marketplace, whether that is Google, whether that is Apple. You can get it from there, and we've got a $10 coupon for you for their marketplace. You can uh, just uh, send us your email address and your Collects username, and we will get you that $10 into your app. So uh, make sure you take advantage of that if you haven't done so yet. Also, Five Star Dynasty, that game that we mentioned a couple weeks ago, run by uh, created by Amir Kim El Malawani. They are done with their Kickstarter campaign. They're now taking pre-orders on their website at fivestardynasty.com. I think they're still running that Instagram bonus for listeners as well. So follow them at Five Star Dynasty Game on Instagram. And if you put in a purchase, send them a message. Let them know you're a TTM cast listener. They might have a little freebie to throw in for you as well. And I have my weekly article up on Sports Collectors Daily as well, relating to all things TTM. My previous one talked about the one Frank Tanana project that I mentioned last week. And uh, about to write this week's one. Not sure what yet. Probably uh, just some stuff about some of the early signings that we're seeing at spring training. I've seen a few uh, groups about in-person graphing that have seen some uh, some people getting stuff already done here in the first few days. And I'm definitely excited to see all that. It's good to see guys putting uh, ink to cardboard out there. And uh, hopefully they'll be doing that with the mail stuff as well. Definitely. Well, so I've got some uh, hobby news here for you. We've got a nice find that they posted on PBS's Antiques Roadshow here in the last week. Uh, Antiques Roadshow, I mean, they've been around, what, 25, 30 years or so now on TV. And once in a while, they do have some sports stuff on there. Well, somebody up in Massachusetts is going through, I believe, it was their father's or grandfather's closet or something like that and found a whole box filled with 1948 and 49 Leaf baseball cards. That's one of the first sets that came out in the post-war era, there those little square ones that have just the single hill background and a headshot, but like Jackie Robinson's rookie card is in there. There's an iconic card of Ted Williams, and there are, I think, multiples of each of those in that box. It's a really cool find on there. If you get a chance to check out Antiques Roadshow, you can see those on there. And the cards will be up for auction very soon through New York's Weiss Auctions. And looking at Nationals news, uh, Ed Jaron James, who most people know from the Colts, is the most recent addition to the signers for this year's National. And I think that's the fourth signer, major signer, that's been announced there for the convention. And, of course, his prices and his times and all that fun stuff are still to be announced. But you can find out more at nsccshow.com. And, you know, they're, they're adding signers. What is it? Is it? I'm not sure what the what the frequency of that is. Maybe you know, but they're always adding things right up and even during the show sometimes. I think they're doing like one a week every Wednesday right now. But yeah, as the show gets closer, they're probably going to be just anytime they get them in, boom, they'll be launching them out there. But mm-hmm. this is going to be Edron James' first appearance at a national too. So that's kind of cool to see him uh, making a, his first time there. Definitely. I, uh, I, used to, I used to TTM the Colts all the time. Never got, never yeah. got him back then, but good... Uh, it was always a fun team to to follow. Yeah. 
Got the uh, some uh, legal crime crime blotter news here in the hobby. The fifth <laughs> member of a group of nine people that were arrested in a long-running memorabilia theft and destruction ring has pled guilty. Don Trotta of Pennsylvania pled guilty to three counts related to this ring, which stole Yogi Berra's World Series rings, boxing championship belts won by Carmen Basilio. Had to go with the uh, George Carlin imitation in there of... Uh, <laughs> Of Ed Sullivan and uh, Roger Maris's 1961 MVP award. All of these were stolen. A lot of the items have not been recovered and were believed to have been melted down for scrap, which is just like, oh my, my God, why would you do that on these things? But yeah, so nine people were arrested in that. The fifth one there has pled guilty now. So they're continuing on, just uh, rolling right down the line there, it looks like, of those nine. And, uh, and good to see that uh, they're holding these people responsible. But at the same time, it's like, oh, God, how. how you're never going to get these things back. This is it's just, I mean, it's just terrible to see one of a kind things like this all disappearing. It's definitely great that those are, that they're, like you said, being held accountable for those. Yeah. Um, and there's actually three great articles right now uh, that have come out on the interwebs. And first off, hobbynewsdaily.com had a conversation with our favorite, one of our favorite, maybe the favorite. I don't know. I'm not going to play favorites. <laughs> uh, TTM cast correspondent Les Wolf and uh, you can find that on their site again that's hobbynewsdaily.com and you'll hear a little bit from Les coming up here soon and then over on Sports Collectors Digest they have a profile of Paul Lesko the the hobby lawyer as he is known I believe and yep. some great insights into any uh, hobby legal matters or any type of those things. He covers a wide range of sports. I think I saw something on YouTube recently where he was uh, covering soccer as well. And then, let's see, what else do we have? Also on Sports Collectors Digest, TTM cast correspondent Clemente Lisi has an article on the card market and some of the shows going on over in Europe. Europe has never really been big on cards, but over the last decade or so, it seems it's really kind of blown up there a bit i mean especially now that you know panini is an established company over there they've gotten soccer cards going there i remember back in the early 90s score tried to put out a serie a set in italy and it just did not take off at all it was like to the point where like maybe 10 years or so ago 10 15 20 years ago you could find cases of it for like the price of shipping and i picked one up at one point there and the collation on it was terrible but it's still one of my favorite sets of all time even though i can't read a single word of it pretty much but uh (laughs) Yeah, it just never really took off. And now suddenly, ever since uh, Panini got in on things, it has started to really take off. And it's good to see that, I mean, all kinds of sports are really getting uh, getting more popular in the collectibles world in Europe. Yeah, I personally never hear of any big signings or anything like that over there. So that's uh, pretty encouraging that we're getting some interest over there for these sports collectors. We've got some uh, new releases coming up this week. For any of the wrestling fans out there, Donruss Elite WWE is coming out on February 21st. It's the first time that Donruss Elite has had a WWE product. They'll have uh, eight cards per pack with 20 packs per box. In each box, you're going to see 20 inserts and parallels plus two autographs. Pre-sale price on that one is running $225. And we also have 2023 Tops 5-Star Baseball coming out on February 21st. Those have two cards per pack and one pack per box. And they say that that's going to be two autos or one auto and a cut signature per box. And the pre-sold price there, again, $225. 
a whole lot covered out of Leaf products, but uh, ProSet is one of a company is one of the brands that they have uh, taken over here. And I always love those early '90s and late '80s ProSet cards. And they've got ProSet Metal Football coming out for 2023. February 23rd is the release date on that. You'll see ten cards in a box, and out of those boxes, you'll get six autographs and four base cards. So loaded with ink in there. $180 right now is the pre-sale price on that. And we have 2023 Panini Impeccable football coming up on February 23rd. That has eight cards per pack and one pack per box. You're supposed to get about five or six autos and two or three base or base parallels. And uh, hold on there. The pre-sale price, $1,850 for that. Those, uh, one of those high-end ones, you might want to mm-hmm. get in on a break of that instead of going for a full box of it there just to give yourself a little bit of a chance there at a slightly, <laughs> slightly more affordable price. Yeah, and we, we got through the big uh, February 14th release date, and it looks like we have a whole bunch coming up there on the 21st and the 23rd. Yes, definitely. Always, always good to see there. I mean, we got... Uh, and the great thing is, I mean, we've got all the different price points. We've got the Panini Impact, what we just mentioned there at 1850 on down to, you know, we mentioned Top Series 1 where you can get a box for 100 or so, maybe even less. Mm-hmm. Got some uh, shows upcoming here next weekend to talk about. If you're in the Western New York area, Batavia Card Show will be on February 24th through 25th. That's at the Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Cost is $10 for admission, but they're going to give you a $10 voucher for free casino play along with it. So almost like free admission there to this thing. <laughs> they're going to have 15 autograph guests there, including some uh, some big names, Hall of Famers here with uh, Thurman Thomas, Lawrence Taylor, Jack Morris from the baseball world, and from hockey, you've got Dave Andrichuk and Daryl Sidler all going to be there. Plus a few others, legendsandstars.net is the site to find any info on the Batavia Card Show. And probably my favorite card show coming up, uh, because it is in Troy, Michigan. I see what you did there, giving this one to me. So uh, the Troy Cards and Collectibles Show, February 23rd to 25th at the Balkan American Community Center, again in Troy, Michigan. So uh, it's free admission, free parking. Can't beat that. And there you'll have Lloyd McClendon and Doug Baker signing for $15 for cards and $20 for other items. So pretty reasonable pricing there in Troy, Michigan. McClendon is kind of a tough one to get, too. So 15 for him, not too bad a price there if you need him for a set. Mm-hmm. How about out in Massachusetts? We've got the Mansfield Card Show, February 25th. That'll be at the Envision Hotel in Mansfield. $3 admission cost for it. Runs 8.30 to 2 p.m. Stanley Morgan and Hockey Hall of Famer Adam Oates will be signing autographs out there. We've mentioned this company before. We'll mention them again because they do a lot of shows out there. That is Cardboard Promotions. And you can find info about that show and all of their upcoming shows at CardboardPromotions.com. And coming up in New Jersey at Manahawken. I don't know if I said that right. I'm I'm pretty bad with names when I see them for the first time. So there you go. That, uh, that sounds right to me. I think, I think, I think that's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the Ocean County Card Show, February 24th. And that will be at the Beach Haven Moose Lodge there in Manahawken. Now I got it. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And the mission there is $3 to get into that show. And you'll find Howard Johnson for $15 for a card or $25 for other items up there in New Jersey. And for our Midwestern listeners, we've got the Chicago card show on February 25th. Bridgeview, Illinois is where that one will be located. Bridgeview community center from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. From what I could see online, the admission cost is only $1. 
Huh. And they're also going to have several football signers. They're notably Ron Rivera, who, of course, has been coach of a couple of teams recently and a former Bears great back in the 1980s. For more info on that one, go to MidwestSportsBuffet.com. So a lot of uh, show opportunities out there all over the country. You can, I'm sure there's uh, plenty more out there. There's a couple of them we even had to drop there just to be able to fit everything in. But I know Sports Collectors Digest always has a show list on them, and a lot of these come from CraveTheAuto.com, which lists all kinds of different player appearances all over the country, whether it's at a show, whether it's at a, sh- at a store, anything like that. So definitely check those sites out if you want to try to find something more in your area. Well, that about does it for Baker's Dozen. So now we've got more from Les. Like I said, we're talking to Les Wolf here this week. And now it's time for more from Les with hobby legend Les Wolf. It's football season. There's no better time to get your NFL stars, rookies, and veteran cards graded. CGC Cards offers fast turnaround times so you get your cards back even faster. They have crystal clear holders so your cards shine. And best yet, all starting at just $12 a card. Head to cgccards.com to start creating your cards today. All right. Well, it's time for more from Les. We're here with hobby first ballot Hall of Famer Les Wolf joining us here on the show here this week. Les, good to have you on here as always. My pleasure, Drew. Well, we got uh, pitchers and catchers have finally officially reported for every team as of today. We're recording this on Thursday when uh, all 30 teams uh, in action now. Always great to uh, start off the season. Later. I mean, it's kind of a kind of a holiday almost for all of us here in the in the sports world. Oh, definitely. I know that that means another season's coming upon us. Yep, yep. Uh, we were talking because I was originally saying, you know, hey, I'm heading out to spring training for the first time in about a week. And I figured, all right, you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit about spring training. And then you surprised me and said, yeah, I've only ever uh, been out to spring training once. And uh, definitely a bit of a surprise. I figured you'd be a guy that would be out there, you know, at least, you know, several years in a row at some point. <clears throat> no, I you know, I don't really like all that traveling around. You know, mm-hmm. going to the hotels in the seventies and the eighties, that was that was a lot for me back in the day when I was younger. You know, I'm seventy years old now. You know, how much can I run around, you know? Right. You know, w- once in a while I can go to a dinner or go to a, a practice or something. I'm I'm no spring chicken anymore. <laughs> uh when when was it that you uh, got to go out there and there was it Arizona or was it Florida? <clears throat> Actually, I went with my family. Okay. Um it was Florida because we do stadiums. So uh, we hit a couple of stadiums there. We hit a couple of practices. Mm-hmm. How would, uh how did it go? Does, I mean, how does it really compare? Like doing spring training versus like going and graphing just an ordinary ball game, like in the middle of July or something like that. You you, you got to get lucky, really. Oh yeah. I mean, just like anything else. I mean, usually I would try to stay at the team hotel, or we try to get there early for the practices. It, it's basically luck. I've always heard it kind of varies a lot too from like stadium to stadium down there, even sometimes like from the start of it to the end of it. Whereas like if you hit the week that all the kids are on spring break or something like that, it's like you're going to have just an absolute hell of a time. They're dealing with crowds out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, is it a little bit of a surprise right now looking at, uh, I mean, all the teams reporting here, is it a surprise to you to see so many kind of big names that are still out there on the free agent market right now? I mean, Obviously, you've got the big fourth, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, and Cody Bellinger. They're all Scott Boris clients, but it seems like there's a, a lot more out there still this year than there have been in previous years. Um, I, I think the problem is, you know, when you have a Boris, 
or you know Boris as Scott Boris as your agent, and you're kind of holding out to the last possible minute. Right. I think Snell will probably sign, but not for as many years as he wants. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, I, I usually love when Snell pitches against my Yankees because we always hit him pretty well. <laughs> um, I don't see what the big deal is with him. Mm-hmm. I think Montgomery just you know just developed late. Um, I don't see. I don't think him. He's going to be that good either. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting season with the, with these pitchers, um, how they're going to do. So we'll, we'll find out soon enough on that. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Montgomery there because that was my thought too. I mean, when the Rangers acquired him at the stretch run last year, there's so much talk about, Oh yeah, this guy's so great. He's so great. They're getting such a big pickup. I'm looking at his numbers and I'm like, is it? I mean, he was good for them down the stretch there. Don't get me wrong. You know, he definitely helped them in October, but overall in his career, I'd take Snell over him any day, every day. And I actually got stuff back in the mail. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Go through the mail. Or what, what, uh, what you got in there? What'd you get? I bought a card. I bought a, a lot of autographs in a big collection. Okay. And um, there was a bunch of rookie cards in there. And I figured, what the heck? So I started looking up names of guys that, that signed rookie cards. So there you go. I got a nice Boggs on a rookie card, nice. 20 bucks. Rice on a rookie card, twenty bucks, and a beautiful Bly Levin on a rookie card for twenty bucks. Nice. So I figure, what the heck? Get solid ones to get there. That's three guys I haven't gotten on their rookies yet at all. I've been, I've been keen to the ten dollar and less guys, but I'm probably gonna have to up it a little bit here soon. Get a get a couple. I was of surprised them. that that there were twenty bucks. Yeah. And then then I, then I actually had some I had some funny. Um, I had one of these big old plaques, the cardboard plaques of Sparky Lyle, and I had one of. Uh, Ron Bloomberg. I went to some guy's collection, tried to buy his collection, and he he realized he really didn't want to sell. And oh, I told geez. him what it was worth. So we couldn't make a deal. And then I put some stuff on the side to buy it from him. It was like cheap stuff. It was like one of those, uh, I don't know if you're familiar. Where is it? Uh, here it is. Sparky Lyle. Oh, you oh yeah. All right. So I figured let, I'll mail it to him to get it signed. So it cost me like 10 bucks because it was an oversized thing to send to him. And I get a note back from him that he raised his prices. Oh, I said, okay, how much does he want? You know, I sent him 10 bucks. He yeah. wanted $35 to sign it. I said, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Is that is it 35 for everything or just for like larger items or what's so? I don't know. He said it? he changed his prices. I said, okay, forget it. I'm not paying him $35. And then there was my Bloomberg for the same thing. It was $15. I said, okay, I'll do yep. the 15 for Bloomberg. And I asked yeah. him for something special. He didn't do anything. Oof. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, these guys are going up like that. I got both of them for my seventy-two set. I think five bucks each, maybe ten at the most. But yeah, I can't. I can't wrap myself around thirty-five when you've got guys like Ryan Sandberg who signed for ten bucks. You've got Wade Boggs signing for ten and twenty. And I mean, okay, I get it. You know, Yankees people are gonna pay a little bit more for them. But oh man, that's that's a bit much for me. Totally with you. Then I then I mailed to Jerry Kuzman and he had eleven by fourteen, five bucks. Will Clark another twenty bucks on a rookie card. I think he's going to make the Hall of Fame one of these days. So I figured, let me send to him. He's got a chance too. He's in kind of that uh, Mattingly Hernandez kind of area there. I think so. Yeah. And then good old Dan Hampton. Oh, the, nice. uh, football Hall of Famer. I yep. must have mailed to him a half a dozen times. I figured I mailed him like five goal lines. I said all I want is two. Keep three of them. I probably will never never see that. Again, either. Yep. He's another one that I need. I've tried him once now only, but 
He's I so hit or miss, it seems. Yeah, he's so hit or miss on that because he's in the 91 Pro set set on those art ones. They had that those art ones they did all the retired guys, the uh, all pros and guys that just got in the Hall of Fame and he had just retired. So they did one of him. And I think he's the last one of the of the recent retirees that I need in there. And yeah, I haven't had any luck on him yet. It's just, I mean, he goes through spurts. It seems like he'll sign a bunch for a couple of months and nothing. For yeah, a year then, and a half. Take, then, then he could take a year. I'm not sure what the hell. Right. Yep. Then I mailed an eight by 10 of Randy Jones. Oh, nice. Then, uh, you know, I'd gotten a collection. A friend of mine passed away. So his brother-in-law gave me a bunch of blank photos. So I got tons of blank hockey photos. So I realized I had a whole bunch of Pat Jablonskis when he was oh, a Montreal God. Canadian goalie. I yeah. had like five of them. So I, I, I wrote him a nice letter say, keep what you want. The original photos, you know, signed one or two for me. I'm waiting to get that back now. Nice. Any fight photos in there? That's always been my big thing is if you come across any, any hockey fight, any uh, hockey fight photos at all in those. My friend, may rest in peace, he always used to go to the practices and take pictures. Oh, of okay. Usually fights. Yeah, you don't see too many of those in practice. So that's always been my big thing. Anytime I can get a fight shot signed by both guys, that's always a really cool, cool piece to have there. So and back in the day, I really liked getting the wire photos signed. Oh, yeah. Well, back uh, on baseball, any uh, any season predictions at all you've got? I know, uh, obviously, your Yankees have had uh, quite the splash there and picking up Juan Soto. Is that is that going to push them back to the top of the AL East, do you think? I'm a I'm a hopeless Yankee fan, but I, I got to say, I don't I don't see them doing much damage this year. <clears throat> when you have Cortez is, you know, a guy that gets hurt all the time. Um, You have Stroman, who another guy that always, always gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, you got Rodon that gets hurt. The only guy that really is a steady guy is Cole. So I don't know. I don't. And plus they didn't, they, they somehow they always have a strong bullpen, but they let too many guys go. Yep. And they keep, yep. I don't understand their waiver wires. They, they, they trade for one guy, sign him, Crook or Croc and engage. And then they let him go and they find someone else they like better. Caleb yep. Ferguson, who I never heard of. And the Dodgers, so who knows? I don't. I see them probably almost making the playoffs, or maybe making the playoffs, but I don't see them doing serious damage. And the way the Yankees are with these guys, I don't see Soto having a great year. I see him getting hurt. It'll be like they have to try to win all those games, fourteen to twelve, out there, basically. You know, get all the power bats going if there's no well, pitching there behind them. Bull, they're not going to have much of a bullpen, right? I don't think Holmes is is a, is a is a really you know. I was hoping they would get Hater. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and as far as the Mets go, they're, they're in deep shit. <laughs> they're in deep trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I just, you know, if, if I were them, whatever it would cost, I would make sure I signed Pete Alonzo. Yeah. He's their best hitter they've ever had. And they've brought, you know, got him. So what if he can't run? He's not fast. He's not a great fielder, but he does everything else right. And he's a good teammate. Yeah. And, and actually, I just heard some rumors that the Yankees might be interested in him because I think next year's, uh, Rizzo's last year, so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Any uh, so you're saying you won't see the Yankees out of the AL East? Who do you think is going to be the uh, team to beat out of the AL East here? Is uh, where I still does, think because, the, I just I still think the Orioles got a really strong young team. That's um, exactly what I was about to say. Is is it going to be the Orioles? And so we're on the we're on the same page there. I don't see I I don't see the Red Sox doing much damage. Uh, Toronto, I don't see much. It's going to be basically the Orioles. And, and the Rays, you know, somehow the Rays always manage to compete. Do you think the Orioles take the entire American League, or does somebody in the Central or the West have any shot? Obviously, you know, the Rangers are probably going to be right there again, but 
can they duplicate the same uh, 2023 magic that they had? You know, with Jonah Hine and uh, John, the third, third baseman, they got a pretty good young nucleus and they got, they got a Hall of Fame manager who somehow always, you know, manages to get the best out of his players. So I think that, I think that they'll be fine. I think yeah. they'll be, they'll be in the money again. Moving on over, look, just uh, taking a look in the National League, obviously the name that's on everybody's mind right now, the Dodgers, because they've been throwing money around like it's, you know. Like it's water. But they, but if yeah. you look at, look at the way that, you know, the way they did, deferred all the money and everything, it was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm just shocked that that Brian Cashman and the Yankees weren't able to figure out to do something like that. Um, I see the Dodgers. They're another team. I don't think their pitching is all that strong. Hmm. You know, it'd be interesting – they paid so much for Yamamoto. How good is he really going to be? You're also only getting half of Otani too. You're getting the bat side right now since he needs Tommy John surgery. Yeah, but I think the uh, I think the bat part is you know he's a pretty damn good hitter. Oh yeah, yeah. Anytime you can get a guy who can crank 40 homers a season and win you 15 games, even if you don't get the 15 games, those 40 homers are going to be a game changer for you. And I don't see the Giants doing anything. I think. I think that from the process of elimination, the Padres aren't going to be doing much either. No. They haven't made enough splashes after losing Soto. I don't think they got really that great of a return. And, I mean, who did they bring in? They brought actually, in Jerson I, they got a, I actually it. think, to tell you the truth, I think they got a better return on what they got for Soto than what the Yankees are going to get. Because yeah. Michael King was was an outstanding pitcher. You know, even if he was a spot, um, a reliever for a few innings and then uh, a starter, I think when he pitched last year, he had damn good stats. Yeah. You know, he's good. He, he'll get more of an opportunity with San Diego. I think that was, uh, I think that was really good. Yeah. Um, taking a look, I mean, nobody in the Central in the National League really stands out to me at all. I mean, the Cardinals were dead last last year. The Cubs are kind of back to their old ways, it seems like. And the Brewers just lost Hater that we just mentioned earlier there. So that's their decimated bullpen, lost their manager as well. It's like... Well, yeah, I don't think there's anything in the Hader. central. The Padres lost Hader. Well, uh, the Brewers lost him last year too because they, I think they yeah, traded him. Yeah, they traded him. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Uh, I wonder how good he's going to be now. Also. Yeah, that is true. And over in the East, seems I mean we mentioned the Mets are metsing it up real bad right now as they seem to always do. But how about the Atlanta Braves? I mean, that's a team that seems to be right there every year and just only once has really gotten over the hump. But they've also traded away a lot of their. Uh, you know, they've, they've signed a lot of pitchers that I think are kind of questionable, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the Phillies are still strong, too. That's a good point. That's They completely no. slipped my mind right there. And it's like, yeah, I mean, all they've really lost is they lost Hoskins, who went and signed on with uh, Milwaukee there. But anytime you still got Bryce Harper in your lineup, that's a, that's a world beater right there, potentially. I mean, I think that's, that's the one guy that the Yankees should have signed over uh, Stanton. Because he was a lefty, he wanted to come to New York. I think that was a natural, uh, should have been a natural marriage. Yeah. And he's a guy that, I mean, just based on his personality, I think he could deal with the New York media just fine, too. So, oh, yeah. Uh, let me think here. Um, so, any other thoughts on, uh, we got, like I said, you know, we're getting baseball season started here. Just excited to get it going or any other thoughts on it at all? I, I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where, where Snell ends up in Montgomery. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of this season, you know, it'd be real interesting to see, you know, if the Yankees somehow can sign Soto. Mm-hmm. You know, remember, he's only 25 years old, and it's going to take probably a 10-year contract to get him, and it's going to cost a shitload of money. 
Right. So I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. You know, I, I'm kind of against, uh, teams, not, not just my Yankees, any team signing a guy for, for a contract more than five years mm-hmm. and spending crazy money. And I, I personally, if I, if I were an owner or a general manager, I would sign these guys to a higher gross salary, but for a short amount of years. Yeah. Because if you look at all these contracts, you know, Stanton is like a classic example where a, a guy you're going to have for, for X amount of years, his last two, three years, he's going to be horrible and you're going to be stuck with a, ba- a bad, really bad contract. Yeah. And just look at a guy like Albert Bell. You know, you go back 20 years or so ago, 30 years, I guess it would be now, signs a gigantic contract. Four years later, he's out of baseball because his hip just falls apart on him. It's just, it can be such a gamble and you never know what it's going to be. You can have all the, all the doctors in the world take a look at these guys and say, yep, you're just fine. And then, Oh, hey, we never even thought to check that. No, it's it's true. Yeah. Oh, but you also can't tell. No matter, even if you check out the guy's whole body, you can't tell. You can have like a freak accident. Yeah, you know, exactly. Some, some crazy, crazy accident. Yeah. Where guys are like, down like Judge, like Tommy John. Like, yeah, like Judge running up. into the, uh, the the outfield, you know, hurting his toe. You know, you never yeah. know when something stupid like that can happen. Yeah. All right, well, it's definitely going to be an interesting season here for 2024 for sure, but uh, good to hear your thoughts on it here, Les. And uh, what do you say next time? We're going to have you probably on the show kind of late in March here. Let's do an appraisal show. We haven't done one uh, here in a few months now. And, That's fine. Yeah, we'll get, uh, see if anybody out there has the info or any uh, anything they want. And, to and also, and, you know, whatever. we can suggest out there to our listeners is that have them, you know, send us in questions and things you, on topics you want us to talk about. Definitely. You know, we can give give our opinion. Because right now I'm finding that it's going to be, you know, one thing we haven't touched upon that's going to be interesting is the the fanatics Panini battles and uh, yes. and what you know what's going to happen really with fanatics with these athletes because if you look at the pricing on this stuff it's just insane. Yeah, like, I I need Jaden Daniels, the new Heisman Trophy winner. I need him on my Heisman stuff, and he has not done a signing. I have contacts that I've tried contacting his dad. To do a private signing with, they you know no one's had him yet. You know yeah. fanatics will get a hold of him, and the price is going to be asinine. Mm-hmm. And and unfortunately, let's say five years from now, he could turn out to be the next uh, Johnny Manziel. Yeah, you know chances are of him turning out to be a a Baker Mayfield or a Joe Burrow or Slim and none. But you never know. But you know that you know that kind of stuff. You know fanatics is kind of. Uh, really hurting the, the average collector right now mm-hmm. you know definitely can't definitely can't argue with you there I, I can't say too much on this you know being a insider with panini and all that a little bit but i, I definitely uh definitely like uh, getting your thoughts on that for sure no panini, I, you know i had my thing with panini with a redemption card that mm-hmm. they don't it took me three years to finally get my redemption card back but I, I had to go to them in person at the national finally to get something back i had a um, Dominguez signed card that I had bought. I had the redemption for it. It only took me three years to finally get something to happen. And 25, <laughs> 25 phone calls, you know, about a hundred phone calls, like within a few months to finally have something happen. But, you know, fanatics, all of them, upper deck, all lousy with all that, the redemptions. Yeah. And the pricing of these cards, I think, you know, I mean, you can, you can agree or disagree. I think the pricing of the cards, for the average kid or the average family, uh, it's just asinine. You know, yeah. you know, they should, they should, 
they should make a law that, that the cards are, are, you know, X amount of dollars per pack so that everybody can afford them and, and have them available, not to just to go directly to the, to the, uh, to the stores, have, have them distributed to, to, you know, like, let's say, uh, why, you know, nursing homes or wise, you know, some people that can't normally afford it just to spread, you know, just to help to, uh, broaden our market. Cause how many kids do we actually see walking around a national or a, an average show that doesn't have one of those stupid cases for the cards? Right. It doesn't have a bankroll of money. You know, there's a yep. lot of kids that would love to collect this stuff, but they don't have the money. You know, we need to cater to those because once those kids are, you know, are 10 or 15 years old, they're not going to care about cards. We got to get them when, you know, when they're, you know, five, six, seven years old. Yes. When I first started, it was 15 cards to a pack. And it was like 79 cents for a pack of the newest tops release. Even once you factor in for inflation, that's what, maybe $3 now at the very most. And you're not going to find any pack of 15 cards anywhere for $3. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Les, great to get your thoughts here once again. And, you know, like I said, we'll do an appraisal show upcoming here. And if anybody's got anything they want us to talk about, definitely let us know. TTMcast at yahoo.com. Les, if they want to contact you directly, what's the best way for them to do that? You can email me LWLFF1823 at AOL. Call me 516-933-7787. Or just go to my website, www.leswolfsportsllc.com. Or you can even check out my eBay store, Sports Autographs with Z's, S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-U-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Z. And I've been discounting a lot of stuff on eBay and people are grabbing up some really, uh, I just sold a Jeremy Shockey signed uh full-size helmet for a hundred bucks wow beckett encapsulated beckett uh authenticated so i'm you looking to pay almost that much just to get in done by beckett there wow yeah so there you go once again les thanks for joining us here in the uh thanks for having me drew yeah My and pleasure. we'll have a yeah we'll get you back on here in march and uh yeah we'll hopefully have some stuff for you to take a look at for our listeners sounds good you stay well take care all right so once again a big thanks to les wolf for joining us and as we mentioned in there, if you want to get some appraisals in, send us some info on any of your items that you want to get Les's opinions on about a value, about authenticity, anything like that. Send them to us, ttmcast at yahoo.com. And if you have any topic ideas that you want to hear Les and I talk about on one of his upcoming segments, please let us know about those as well. So, uh, you know, once again, just send those on over and we'll get everything covered there at some point here with Les Wolf whenever he joins us about once a month on average. Next up. Let's head on into Making the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by CGC Cards. All card grading, all in one place. Certified guarantee company, CGC. Devoted to the expert grading of collectible cards. Visit cgccards.com today. Making the Grade is just a grading summary of all things going on in that portion of our hobby. We get some great info from gemrate.com. Troy, what do we got for the numbers from the big four grading companies here this week? Yeah, a little bit of a surprise here. So February 5th to 11th, we saw PSA grade about 269.2 thousand cards. That's down 6%. CGC had about 38.8 thousand, which was down 39%. SGC, 38.8, up 4%. And probably the biggest surprise, maybe they had a promotion going on that I didn't know about, but Beckett. Uh, was coming in at 21.3K, which is up 106% over the previous week. And that's about 368,000 cards total graded for February 5th through the 11th. 
bit of a roller coaster ride there between Beckett and CGC. Both seem to have some big ups and big downs every single week there. So don't know if there's just like some promotions going on there or what exactly. But I mean, I always like seeing them up at least. So, I mean, nice week there for Beckett for sure. Maybe people weren't pulling the CJ Strouds that week, and so they weren't sending him in. So Exactly. That's, that's a good possibility. <laughs> well, how about we take a look at the big three? This week's big three is brought to you by Gemrate.com. Whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week? Let's find out from our friends at Gemrate.com. The Big Three comes to us from Gemrate.com. This is an exclusive to TTM Cast. You can't find this info anywhere else. They give us their Big Three risers in grading over the previous week and the Big Three fallers as well. So taking a look at the Big Three risers here, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the new Dodger pitcher, is up big. 132% increase on his cards being graded over the previous week. Rasheed Rice, Super Bowl winner, comes in second, up 69% on his cards. And third, Christian McCaffrey, Super Bowl appearer, I guess. I mean, ended up on losing into things, but still, I mean, solid game for him, solid season for him, up 52%. The big winner out of just individual cards for the week, that Tops Now card that features Yamamoto and Shohei Otani. That was the week's second most graded card and has tripled what it did last week. 600 of those cards getting graded in this week. So Tops Now has been a big, big thing for grading here over the last uh, few months or so. Yeah, definitely. And falling this week, we have Mark McGuire, who was down 20%, Tony Gwynn down 31%, and Jude Bellingham down 38% grading this week. Never really know why uh, guys like McGuire and Gwynn end up down or anything like that, but uh, maybe just uh, a little bit of an off week. I don't know, but always weird to see them on the falling list there, but it seems to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. So once again, big thanks to gemrate.com for providing us with these numbers. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Twitter. I believe they're just at gemrate on both of those. Next up, take a little break from the sports. We'll tell you our TTM cast stamp of approval. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval. Stamp of approval is just a chance for us to kind of give our thumbs up to anything in life. You never know what it's going to be. Sometimes it is sports related. Sometimes collectibles related. Sometimes it's not. I'll go ahead and take uh, I'll take this one first here this week. And so for over a year now, I've been battling this kind of on and off ear infection where it's like it, you know, just rears its ugly head. It can get a little bit painful. It gets plugged up, all that. Then it goes away for a while. Then it comes back, goes away, comes back, goes away. And I've been to a couple of urgent care centers, never could get it completely kicked. Finally, it's cleared up. I am finally like equal hearing in both ears, which is like the first time in years that this has happened. And my big thanks for this goes to Cross Timbers ENT in Arlington, Texas. If you need a an ear doctor in North Texas, they are the place to go, I have to say. It's it's taken about a month or so to get cleared up, but I can finally hear really well for the first time in quite a while. So uh, that's my stamp of approval for this week is a uh, great group of doctors over there. I am finally cleared up. And right before I'm supposed to get on an airplane, so hopefully it won't feel like I'm having a knitting needle jammed in my ear upon takeoff. So fingers crossed on that. But it's at least a good start. So, Troy, what do you got for this week? Well, I wanted to stick with sports this week. I wanted to kind of tell you guys about a card dealer that I met at the Nationals. Uh, I originally went to find, uh, funnily enough, a, a Fred Lynn card at Signatures for Soldiers because I knew that he had actual cards and not index cards. Everybody who's gotten one of the, the Fred Lynn infamous green index cards knows what I am talking about on there. And uh, uh, Signatures for Shoulders said, Soldiers said, hey, there's a guy over there with a ton of 1991 Don Russ. 
And so I went over there and it is amazing. Uh, it's ABC Unlimited, uh, Brian, and he has a huge amount of online cards or cards online sorted by player, by set. You can go in. He probably alone gave me or allowed me to get probably 40 or more out of the 1991 Don Russ set at pretty reasonable prices. And again, that's at abcunlimited.net. If you go see him in person at the Nationals, he has his cards sorted by team. And so if you tell him, let's say, you know, I need a 1991 Don Russ, uh, Cal Ripken, that, that's an easy one. But uh, he will be able to tell you, okay, 1991, that player was on that team. Uh, here it is over here. So he knows all the players, all the teams, what years they were on each team. Just an amazing resource. Uh, abcunlimited.net if you're looking to complete a set i would definitely recommend checking him out definitely second to that i've made a few uh decent pickups there and the price i will say this price can be all over the map sometimes because i mean i was able to get like brandon phillips on some indians cards for like a dollar each and phillips for a long time was refusing to sign indians cards so i was expecting oh those are gonna be kind of high priced and everything and very affordable there then again you see a guy like cecil espy and he's listed online on his site for like twenty dollars and i'm like Okay, I get he's not a TTMer, but I, I get him all the time in Arlington at alumni stuff. So I'm sure, though, he's willing probably to, you know, make some uh, cut some deals and stuff there, especially if you're buying a whole lot there. But yeah, that guy has an absolutely incredible selection of stuff. I haven't gotten to see him at the National yet at all, but I've been using his website there for a few years now and definitely would uh, second your uh, stamp for approval on that one. Well, yeah, you, you won't find any of the, the super high value cards, but if you're just looking for mid range and commons, definitely the place to check out. Yes, definitely. Great stamp approval right there. So once again, that's TTM cast stamp approval. Let's move on to the Vern Rap Minutes. Vern Rapp Minute is dedicated to the memory of Mr. Vern Rapp, former Major League ball player and manager who unfortunately died before our show founder, uh, Jeff Baker, mailed out to him and he didn't know that he had died. And so uh, we provide this service. We provide this as a service to collectors to let them know who has passed on in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics, anybody you might consider TTMing just so that you don't make the same mistakes that we have. Uh, first up this week, uh, Jerry James passed away this week. He was a two-sport athlete in Canada. Played from 1954 to 1960 as a right winger for the Toronto Maple Leafs and then was a running back from 1952 to 1964 with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He actually retired as the number two all-time in rushing yards in the CFL uh, at the time that he hung up the cleats. He was an excellent TTMer through 2022. Jerry James was 89 years old. And we also lost Don Gullett. He was a pitcher from 1970 to 78 for the Reds and the Yankees. He ended his career with a 109 and 50 record with 3.1 as his ERA. And he also played in three times in the World Series. And 
I never got him, but I, I hear he's an excellent TTMer, or he was through about 2021. And Don Gullett was 73. So lost Fulton Quakendall this week. There's a great name right there. <laughs> he was a linebacker from 1975 to 85 for the Falcons and the 49ers, nicknamed Captain Crazy by his teammates. Most uh, Probably the biggest player of his career came in 1981. He was uh, playing for the Falcons against the Packers. Packers were up 17-0 going into the fourth quarter. Well, they came back to tie it up, and then he had a pick six off of Lynn Dickey to give the Falcons the lead. They came back to win 31-17, a 31-point fourth quarter with that in there. And later that season, Green Bay missed the playoffs by one game. Fulton was an excellent TTM through about 2022. He was 70 years old. Next, we have Jim Hannon. He was a pitcher from 1962 to 71, and he was mainly a reliever for uh, the Tigers and the Brewers, and he had 10 wins in 1968. Now, many people might remember him. He was also the first president and co-founder of the MLB Players Alumni Association, and he wasn't a particularly exceptional TTMer, but he did sign every once in a while. Jim Hannon was 85 years old. One that I uh, missed out on here, but I want to make sure we got in here since uh, this person died back on December 26th, but as well, the show was on hiatus, so we missed it, and I wanted to make sure we got covered in there. But uh, Tom Smothers of the Smothers Brothers died back uh, in December. Of course, he was known for the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, and oddly enough, he was also a musician, along with being an actor and comedian. And on the John Lennon song, Give Peace a Chance, he's one of the guitarists on it, which I did not know until I happened to look all this up. But uh, Tommy Smothers, not known to be a TTMer, he was 86 years old. Next up, let's take a look at the reason why we all are here, and that is our TTM Returns. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM Returns. Well, kind of a interesting week for me here. wasn't. Uh, I mean, a little bit slow here up until the last couple of days or so. I was sitting there on Wednesday. I think I'd gotten two back, and I'm thinking, God, I hope this picks up, or I'm going to have you know the another short segment here at the end. But fortunately, the last couple of days have been uh, very good to me. Uh, first one I got in this week, Eli Morgan, former, uh, well, actually current pitcher for the Cleveland Guardians, mostly uh, pitches out of the bullpen for them. Took about a year, so I think I mailed it to spring training last year in a kind of late part of February, if I remember right. It was maybe late February, early March, somewhere around there. Took about a year, though, but came back to me. All three cards I sent signed, including one from my Lake County Captains team set from 2018. That's uh, going back to the trip that I took on the, out to, to the National that year. We hit up a couple of Captains games. Also got uh, Tom Brennan back, took about a week or so, former Indians pitcher, signed two cards I had of him. Had uh, from the soccer world, Julie V. It's, uh, number, he wore uh, number 22, so his uh, thing was he was uh, two twos, three E's, the one and only Julie V for his uh, how they would always announce him out there. This was a long one, though. I sent him two cards seven years ago. Oh. And I had completely just kind of written it off. And in the meantime... A friend of mine out in San Diego had gotten the two cards signed for me and sent back over. I then met him in 2019 at a uh, at this 40th anniversary event for the 40th anniversary of the Major Indoor Soccer League's founding, and he signed a whole bunch of stuff for me out there. And then I'm just sitting here today, and this thing happens to come in the mail, and I look at this, I'm like, what, what, what is this? And I realize, oh my God, this is Julie V. When did I send this out? And it was seven years now. But not only did he sign the two cards that I sent... He also signed, what, five small photos as well, one of which he even writes out, sorry for late on it. So it's like, all right, yeah, that's, that's, at least he realized it's been out a while there. Uh, signed another photo of himself. And then these three postcards 
that are uh, kind of prints of some artwork he does. He's become an artist now in his uh, career now after retiring. I don't know if you can see that there, Troy, but got three like that there. That's a, one of his art pieces there that he made for the 1994 World Cup. So he signed three of those. I might give one of those away at some point here on the show since I've got a bunch of them here, but really happy to get that one back. Uh, we got Neil O'Donnell just yesterday. He was quarterback for what? Let's see, the Steelers, the Jets. I think he played a bit with the Titans and the uh, Bengals as well. He's a one-per-person signer, so just a heads up for anybody sending out to him. He's uh, going to keep anything else you send. So I sent two. He sent one back. I'm okay with that. I'll take it. And then I had three that finally came in today, literally just about half an hour before going on. I ran out of the mailbox to pick these ones up and got former Braves catcher Bruce Benedict signed four cards I sent out to him. Got former uh, offensive lineman for the Saints, Jake Cup, signed two cards there. Jake Cup, you may also know his son as an NFL quarterback, Craig Cup. And his grandson is currently a wide receiver for the Rams, Cooper Cup. So... Three-generation family right there, one of which is a Super Bowl MVP winner and got the first one there in Jake Cup. And last one I got today was my first ever success from the curling world. Aha. This is an Allen Ginter 2022 card. Uh, they put a couple of members of the U.S. curling team in there, and so John Schuster is who uh, came back to me here. So signed two cards for me in about maybe two weeks or so. One of those will go back to my friend Chris, who hooked me up with the cards. So... Got those uh, in today, and I'm hoping to mail out 10 more before I leave on on uh, Wednesday. So hopefully I'll crank those out later today and get them in the mailbox and hopefully keep them rolling in. So, Troy, what do you got? I see you've got a pretty nice-looking list here as well. Yeah, I'm continuing on all of those 1990 and 1991 uh, NBA hoops and Skybox cards yes. coming in that I sent off uh, right about the 1st of January. So first I had Randy Brown, who signed in 33 days. Bill Cartwright, which was a fun one for me, uh, 32 days. Uh, Pete Chicklet for 32 days. The, you notice a theme here, I think, yeah. right there. Uh, <laughs> also, you notice that they're all A's and B players. So, uh, except for Bill, I must have gotten to the C's that day. Uh, Scott Brooks, 33 days. And uh, Iowa and Chicago Bulls player BJ Armstrong in 26 days. And then kind of an outlier, I, I received uh, uh, Ty Buttry uh, from the Angels. And that was sent uh, 529 days ago to the Bees minor league team. And he actually put it in a card saver, which most people don't do. And so that was kind of a interesting one to just get back pretty randomly. I think he's still in the minors uh, this year. But he must have been going through some mail, 529 days for him. Jeez. And then a very, <laughs> so oftentimes I, I'm like, well, you know, I want to do something different. And so I'll send out these oddball requests or um, I know some people have thought about doing the creators or the subjects of internet memes is kind of a, a niche thing that people do. And, and so I actually sent out a photo to... Isaiah Jarvis, and if that name doesn't sound familiar, certainly the, the story does. He was the one uh, Little League player in 2022 who was playing for Oklahoma and got hit at the plate and went out in a, a much celebrated show of sportsmanship and hugged and talked to the pitcher that hit him. 
Uh, he actually has a sportsmanship foundation that he started now. And this, this story blew up uh, in 2022. And I think he even got to throw out a pitch at the World Series or something as well. So that's just kind of a, a fun social media slash current or previously <laughs> event that, you know, is, is kind of beyond sending out a card. So that one was pretty fun to get back. Yeah, it's definitely a cool one to put in there. And you mentioned Ty Buttrey. I actually just pulled a card of him because I think he's in, I want to say, the Mariners camp this year. I know it's somebody who's out in Arizona because I need him for my 21 Heritage set. So I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, I've got a card of him there. And I think I had another, uh, like, a Red Sox Bowman Chrome from a few years ago. So I've got those in there. So hopefully I'll be joining you in the the Buttrey Club here in the next uh, (laughs) couple weeks there once I get back from Arizona. So good stuff there. Troy, you had a question there about uh, some baseball stuff as well. So... Let's get into that before we uh, wrap this thing up. Yeah, so I I have never been a big baseball uh, collector of baseball signed autographs on baseballs. And I know all the basics because I I did research for uh, the book that I wrote where you're supposed to use a a bit, a, a actual ballpoint pen, not Sharpies and that type of thing. And obviously, we want to avoid the uh, uh, plastic baseballs that you can get at Walmart. But I was just wondering, uh, do you have a medium baseball between the the $15 official major league balls versus uh you know just something not quite that expensive that you would recommend for baseball autographs since you are are going out there to spring training I'm just curious if there's a more uh you know eight or nine dollar or maybe a little less alternative for people looking to do a lot of signings I wish there was, honestly, because if there was, I would be doing a lot more baseballs than that way. But I have not seen any good alternatives. And even sometimes those plastic, the cheap China balls can vary a lot because I've had some where uh, usually it's it's funny because you mentioned, you know, yeah, you don't use Sharpie on them at all. But if you get a cheap China ball in a black Sharpie, sometimes it turns out all right. I've got a few that have not bled, (laughs) have not faded, that look just fine. Then I've got some that were signed in blue where the blue has just been completely absorbed by the ball. And it's like. Uh, yeah, I can see where that used to say Bob Feller on it. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there are no good budget options on baseballs that I have ever encountered yet. I know uh, some people use those official league balls, which are, you know, yeah, still not good. I think those are kind of also the China plastic ones. So I mm. can't highly recommend those. But yeah, it's just uh, it sucks. I mean, if you want to collect baseballs and stuff, it's a it's a big investment up front there because, you know, getting that official major league ball costs you what 15 20 25 bucks 15 is a good mm-hmm. price on if you can find them at that so yeah if you see the 15 dollar okay. one snap those up but i know there's a company called anderson kpt i think they're out of like either grand rapids or battle creek or somewhere up there in michigan and they used to have some really good prices they used to be the best prices on baseballs i haven't checked them out lately at all but they're also really good for if you want any uh, special ones like world series balls any kind of commemorative balls they usually have a whole lot of those in stock but that would be the first place I would look for anything like that, but you're still looking at spending probably at least $15 a ball, probably closer to 20. And you know, if you buy them individually at like a ballpark or something, you're going to be paying 25 or 30. So that's uh, definitely better. If you can buy them in bulk through somebody like Anderson KPT, I recommend doing that. But yeah, unfortunately, I mean, maybe some listeners out there will have a good idea on some uh, alternatives there and such, but yeah, it is tough. I've had, uh, I've got a few baseballs up there that I've gotten over the years, but mostly it's like, okay, hey, I caught this foul ball at a minor league game. I'll get somebody on that one. I've got a few years ago, I had a friend sell me a case of 1992 World Series balls for super cheap, and I just use those on everything for a while, no matter who 
didn't even matter if they played in the 92 World Series or not. So I've got like a 2004 Yankees signed ball with a 92 World Series ball. It's like great stuff on it, but not the right ball. But I mean, it has A-Rod and Torrey and uh, Mattingly on it. So it's like that's uh, – I'll, I'll take it no matter who is on it. And I mean, I got it myself, so it was fun to do that at least. But yeah, it's uh, – it's just, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it requires a major investment up front, and that's why, yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't do a whole lot of baseballs either, though, because of that. Yeah, if you have a have a suggestion or want to drop us a line there, you can do that, again, at ttmcast.yahoo.com. And if you if you have a, a source that you're willing to share, we'd definitely like to hear it. Absolutely. So there you go. Great question there, and hopefully we'll get some responses to it. And I think that about does it for this week's show. Uh, if Troy, any other thoughts here before we uh, wrap this thing up? No, it's always great to be able to uh, get up and, and talk to you. It's highlight of my day, and it's always in the morning, so that means the day is going to go pretty darn well. There you go. Once again, a big thanks to Les Wolf joining us in the More From Less segment. Next week, we're taking the week off. I'm going to be out in Arizona, so... Uh, I really don't want to take a day off from graphing to record the show. No offense to any of our listeners. No offense to you, Troy, but a week off is good in here. And uh, I'm sure I I might even post some videos up or something on my YouTube channel. If I uh, get anything good for anyone who wants to check that out, I haven't posted anything this year at all. I'm kind of taking a little bit of time off from it, but youtube.com slash DFW graffer. Troy, they can find you on YouTube as well. Where, uh, where's that at? Mine is just youtube.com slash TTM autograph. I managed to get a, a pretty good URL a few years ago. So. Oh, there you go. So there you go. I mean, if you want something to tide you over during our week off, go and check out our YouTube channels. My stuff's all past stuff, Troy. I know. I think you're still doing some uh, stuff right now with it as well, but you've got a lot of great past content there as well. So uh, once again, no show for the 24th. We'll be back on March 2nd, where we won't have an interview guest. But instead, I'm going to do a little bit of a how-to segment. We'll call it a, maybe TTM DIY or something like that. But I want to cover something about international mailing, since we had received a, a couple of questions on that here over the last mm. few weeks. So... I think that'll be a great topic to go and uh, kick off the uh, DIY segment with there. So we'll cover that. And once again, a reminder, March 23rd show, we're going to have Les Wolf doing some appraisals. So if you want to get his thoughts on authenticity or value, just send us some pictures of whatever you want him to take a look at. Well, I mean, we'll do anything, whether it's from, you know, cards, balls, any any sport, really. Get it to us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. We'll get his thoughts on that. So try to get those in by around St. Patrick's Day or so, because I want to try to record probably a couple of days before we go on the air there on the 23rd. So yeah, get those on over to us and we'll have a great segment there with Les. So once again, that about wraps it up for the week. A big thanks to, to Les. Big thanks to you, Troy, for joining us here. Big thanks to Ruthie Baker running things back in the uh, studio for us. I guess you could say uh, putting all this together as our show's producer, wishing you many happy returns. We'll see you next week. Hey everyone be good. <laughs>